Hi, this is Mo Oster, MISNI's Senior Vice President for Advocacy. I lead a team of lobbyists fighting for you in Albany and sometimes in Washington, D.C. Top story this week is, of course, efforts to respond to the significantly rising COVID caseloads in hospitals across the state, but particularly across the I-90 corridor and the North Country. This is almost certainly going to be exacerbated by the likely further rise in cases following the Thanksgiving holiday weekend and the announcement that several cases of the Omicron variant were found in New York. MISNI physician leaders and staff met with Governor Hochul's top healthcare staff earlier this week to discuss the rollout of a recent emergency order that will give the New York State Department of Health the authority to limit elective procedures at certain hospitals that have less than 10% staffed bed availability. MISNI President Dr. Joseph Sellers, President-elect Dr. Parag Mehta, and Vice President Dr. Paul Papia emphasized MISNI's ongoing strong support for Governor Hochul's efforts to ensure that all healthcare workers be vaccinated against COVID and offered the physician communities continuing assistance to help tackle the enormous challenges facing our healthcare system as a result of these rising COVID hospitalizations across the state. At the same time, they urged that there be caution in crafting a policy placing restrictions on elective surgeries to ensure that such restrictions were appropriately limited and did not unduly interfere with patients' ability to receive urgently needed care, such as necessary cancer screening like mammographies, colonoscopies, and surgeries that address patient health issues that substantially impact upon patients' ability to live without pain and go to work. The Hochul administration staff emphasized their goal in putting forth this policy is to be far more nuanced and limited than previous restrictions on elective surgeries, and noted that several hospitals had already implemented restrictions on elective procedures. To be clear, it is not an across-the-board restriction. It is only being implemented in certain regions of the state deemed to be the highest risk, which are the regions of the state north and west of Albany, like the Capital District, Mohawk Valley, Central New York, Finger Lakes, and the Buffalo area. And within those regions, it will be implemented on a hospital-by-hospital basis. Hospitals with less than 10% bed capacity could be able to continue to perform elective procedures if patients can be safely moved and or directed to other facilities not facing similar bed capacity limitations. Elective procedures at ambulatory surgery centers with a parent hospital that face less than 5% bed availability could be limited in performing elective procedures so they could free up their staff to assist the hospital. However, the restrictions on elective surgery do not apply to single specialty facilities like a cancer treatment facility, non-hospital-owned ambulatory surgery centers like physician-owned ambulatory surgery centers, office-based surgery practices, and freestanding diagnostic and treatment centers. According to the guidance put out by DOH, the following procedures are considered essential and therefore not subject to the elective surgery restrictions, including cancer treatment, including diagnostic procedure for suspected cancer, neurosurgery, intractable pain, highly symptomatic patients, transplants, trauma, cardiac with symptoms, limb-threatening vascular procedures, dialysis vascular access. Moreover, there is an important catch-all provision to provide flexibility to physicians and their patients to enable procedures not listed 
in this list to be performed at these restricted facilities where patients are at a clinically high risk of harm if their procedures are not completed. The determination of which facilities are subject to the restrictions will be made this Monday, and restrictions will begin next Thursday, December 9th. In discussions with the governor's office, we noted that the release of this document will likely prompt many questions from physicians as to which procedures will actually be limited and which will be permitted to go forward, and that further communication between MISNI and the governor's office and DOH will be needed. Please stay tuned for further details and certainly look for more information in today's MISNI e-news. With regard to upcoming educational programming, please go to the MISNI educational website, cme.misni.org, for a litany of recorded educational content, including our recent Medical Matters programming, as well as our recent educational programming from a series of programs held by MISNI in October to provide leadership development for women physicians. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast and for your commitment to MISNI, your County Medical Society, and of course your patients. We'll speak again soon.